Welcome to Christmas. Welcome to Christmas. My name is Christmas Janet. My name is Wine Elena. <laughs> we just watched Welcome to Christmas. Oof. Duh. <laughs> sure did. Wow. Um... Uh, 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 hi. Hey, we're Hallmark Hall of Shame. We're a podcast. We talk about Hallmark movies. If you don't know that, I don't know why you're here. I <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome anyway. What are you what just else? scanning on the radio? That's cool. Because <laughs> we're tuning in. WKPRPR. If you're just joining us from the break. <laughs> um, we watched Welcome to Christmas. I had a great time watching this movie. Yeah, I think we were the chattiest in this movie yeah. than we've ever been Yeah, during the whole thing. I couldn't hold it in. No, it just had to happen in the moment. And what a beautiful moment to share with you before we both head away for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Before we go home <laughs> to our small towns to fall in love. And with. have to live these stories. <laughs> <laughs> to fall in love with the, our high school sheriff. Sheriffs. Our high school sheriffs. Um, okay, well, okay, okay. let's, let's do the, the plot in 30 seconds. Okay. I'm going to time It's you. my turn. I feel like that's the only way this should go. So I'm so <laughs> glad but I, that it is. On your market set, do it. Uh, a woman who works for a, a company that builds ski resorts in small towns has to go to Christmas, Colorado to see if they're a viable place to build a ski resort. She is very skeptical, but the town uh, conspires to, first of all, keep her there, and then they throw a bunch of events to convince her that Christmas is where they should build it. She falls in love with the sheriff, and then uh, they don't build a ski resort, but they decide to invest in the town and make it a Christmas tourist destination year-round. 31.27. <gasps> nice. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you're you're a recap witch. <laughs> Whoa. In like a good way. Yeah, when the, the three uh witches visited me when I was a baby. Yeah. And they're like, she will be able to recap plots <laughs> real quick. <laughs> People would call her Janet Plotter. <laughs> Which is what I will now call you. <laughs> um, so this movie, as you said, was somewhat the opposite of Mingle All the Way. And that the woman was charmless. And the man was not. <laughs> the man wore very tight, thin sweaters. <laughs> he... <laughs> he was a catalog. He shoves in, the, in motion in the little boys section, <laughs> and of, I'm not angry. Not about mad. It. Not mad about not this. Not mad. His name is Sheriff Gage McBride. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and he does. I'm guessing 500 pull-ups a day. Yep, he's in a sweater. In a sweater. <laughs> in, in a fair isle sweater. He is extremely chiseled, and the costume department was like really leaned into it. They're like, "Great, I've got a thirteen-year-old son. <laughs> I can just wear all of his things." <laughs> he wore tight thermals. He wore tight sweaters. He wore tight flannels. He was I... all tight <laughs> all night. <laughs> That's a terrible phrase, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're going with. We should workshop that one. I don't know how to edit things out. Okay. Well. Um, so he's he's a handsome man. Elena really didn't like his beard. No, it was half the width it should have been. Um, from his chin to his neck, it cut off at this <laughs> weird point. So it felt like, like literally a chin strap, but just on the tip of his chin. It should have gone back farther. Yeah, it should have gone down onto the neck. Or to the neck. It should have met his yeah. neck. And um, I didn't know that I knew that about beards until this movie. 
where I was like, that's wrong. I know that from watching Queer Eye. Okay, they talk which about, I also watch, but I don't, they talk about I don't beard, think I knew. Where the beard should start. That makes me feel very validated that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I just intuitively knew. Yeah. That's not right. It can be done <clears throat> wrong. Um, and then Madison comes in from Denver. Mm-hmm. She is... Madison Lane. Madison Lane. Sounds like a bride by on Instagram. So Madison Lane works for Hawkins mm-hmm. Enterprises and they build ski resorts. And they're choosing between Mountain Park and Christmas as for their next ski resort. And so she has to go to Christmas. And... Which... How is Mountain Park not already a ski resort? That's very... That's a very good point. That sounds like what they would name the town after it was already a ski resort. Yeah. Maybe they already have, like, a ski hill, and this place would just build the lodge. Like, maybe b- they're build really a new proud lodge. of their park. They're just like, guys... Like, well, I mean, South We've Park... an amazing playground. South Park, Colorado isn't a ski town. Right? A mountain park? Anyway, so I immediately didn't like her, and here's why. Mm-hmm. When she's driving to Christmas, uh, she skids on some ice and runs into, like, the Welcome to Christmas sign. Yeah. And, well, first of all, she's talking to her assistant on the phone. Who's <laughs> named Dana. Who's named Dana. And when she skids, it cuts to just, like, Dana listening to the phone call because they didn't want to shoot, I guess, her, like, car going out of control. Sure. So you just hear, you see Dana's face and then, like, her listening to the phone call. And Madison's like, oh, 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 Like, that's her panicking, I've lost control of the car noises. I would have loved it when the sound technician recording her doing those. Yeah. It's like scream, um, man. More, and then, but more then she, goofy falling off a cliff. <laughs> Can we get more of the... Oh, Can we get more of that? A little bit more. You're ice skating in socks. <laughs> oh, there's butter on the floor in the break room. Can I hear that take? Who put, who put these banana peels on banana. this 5K? <laughs> Yes, you're Wario, and you've been banana peeled. Let's hear. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. So then it cuts to basically her car is just parked <laughs> underneath the town sign. Like there's no obvious damage to the car, and then she just immediately. Well, no, she her her phone doesn't even hang up, and she's like, "Oh, Dana, I hit the sign." She's like, oh boy, what am I going to do? It's like, she's not, she's in control. It feels like she could have just backed out. And then. Oh, 100% yeah, she could have. Like the car is fully level. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's not like nose down into a ditch. Yeah. So the sh- Sheriff Gage McBride like gets a call on his cell phone. Um, and shows up at the scene of the accident. Which we never know who that call is from yeah because it's unclear it's like the sign called him yeah it doesn't and this is my problem it's like i don't think dana did anything hmm. like when when he gets there she's still on or i'm sorry madison she, madison's still on the phone with dana it's unclear if she ever hung up the phone yeah and uh and then the sheriff, like, knocks on the widow, and she's like, hold on, I'm on the phone. It's like, ma'am. That, that was weird. Your park, you ran off the road and ran into a sign. Like, the cops are here. This is what you're doing now. And, oh. Can I just say, that is some white privilege baloney. <laughs> That's for, yeah. For a sheriff knocking yeah. on your window, and you say, one second, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Good night. And then he's no. kind of like, are you okay? What happened? She's like, oh, I, I skid out on some ice because the sign distracted me. But the, And then she's like, hey, I'm late for... Can you give me a ride into town? And he's like, okay. And then they just leave. I'm like, what's going to happen to that car? Has a tow truck been called? Has anybody... 
who's responding to this? I I have to think that Dana is her assistant. Yeah. Because all the Danas I know would be on top of it. But she doesn't know. I mean, I guess she does know what town they're in. Right. She literally hit the sign. Yeah. But to just be like, hey, my boss just hit your sign at the edge of town. Can you go figure it out? Because then later, like, the mechanic walks in and is like, well, I got to look at your car. I'm like, how? Who told you to do that? Yeah. And who gave you permission? Who? Yeah. How did you get it into your custody? And this is a woman who is poised for a promotion to take over a company. Oh, Janet. And she really, really seems bad at her job. The way that people rise to power in Hallmark movies who are terrible at their jobs (laughs) will always baffle me. And it will always be a surprise, even though I know it's coming. The funny thing is that it's like the the promotion is between her and this other dude, Harrison. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I know. He just wants to send me to Christmas so that he can, like, make a play for the promotion. But it's, like, in every interaction they have or meeting that Harrison is in, he's doing a better job. He really is. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He's yeah. like, I think we should check out this town. And she's like, ugh, Harrison. It's like, then you actually go and check out the town. Yeah. Like, she's it like, sets her up to lose at the beginning. Yeah. Because he's like, did you, go, did you go to Christmas? And she's like, someone on my team did. And then like, well, you need to go. It's like, does your team, who is Dana, want to talk about her visit and why she's not recommending it? The whole, it was just, Madison, yeah. Madison's bad at her job. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Harrison seems smarmy, but he didn't seem... Terrible. Yeah. (laughs) He should definitely get the promotion. And he's going to, because Madison is going to stay in Christmas and marry Sheriff Gage. Spoiler. Go on a sleigh ride. Spoiler, this whole podcast is a spoiler. (laughs) Every episode has spoiled everything. (laughs) Well, Um, come on. I mean, but it's also fun. (laughs) Um... So, yeah. So, of course, they're, they, like, well, they, and they tell the mechanic, essentially, her car is, like, not, her car is fine. And they, they conspire with the mechanic to be, like, oh, we need to order parts. It's going to be a week. So, she ends up spending a week in this town, which is four hours away from Denver. (sighs) It makes no sense. It really doesn't. And she keeps calling back and being, like, yeah, I... And here's how we know she's bad at her job. No one trusts her to do it. Because she numerous times has said, this isn't a viable option. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just stay there and make sure. Yeah. Like, even her boss knows we shouldn't trust what she's saying. Yeah. Um, and then eventually she calls back and is like, it is a great place for the ski resort. And and then they immediately are like, great, we'll do with it. Yeah. Like, What? Why don't you trust her? Why do you trust her now? But not before. Yeah. At which point, she immediately changes her mind. Because she realizes it'll be bad for the town. Another, because, and I had this note early on that I wrote down. I was like, every other Hallmark movie would be about this town fighting against a big ski resort coming in Mm -hmm. and ruining Christmas. Yeah. Their town Christmas. I was like, in this one, it's about them trying to get a ski resort. I was so surprised. And then, lo and behold, at the end, when, like, they're like, great, we're going to build it in Christmas. And Madison's like, oh, good. And she's like, and they're like, this is going to be so great for Christmas. They're going to get malls and businesses and highways and skyscrapers. And she's like, wait, what? Wait. Our major development is going to change the town? It's like, never, I never knew that about. Yeah. Of course it is. We know more about her business (laughs) than she does. Literally. And so then she tries to stop it because of the malls. It's like she's never seen Shop Around the Corner. This. (laughs) Or you've got mail. This movie is obsessed with malls. Janet, 
I want to talk about that all day. Please do. Please let this podcast just be about why this movie loves malls. <laughs> she, like, she literally says at one point, you don't have a mall? How do you get anything done? <laughs> How is a mall a place you go to get things done? Uh. It has never been that. In my experience. Yeah. It has only been a place that you loiter to meet up with other kids. Yeah. But as an adult, it has never been a place of productivity. To be like, check, check, check. Yeah. And as a child or teen, again, not about productivity, just about hanging. Also, it's just, it's 2018. There's not a lot of malls. You have an internet. You have an internet. Yeah. And it's because she... Because she was obviously only planning to be in town for a day. And then... So the sheriff is taking her clothes shopping. And they have to go to, of course, all the small businesses. And she's like, oh, if only there was a mall. I was like, no grown woman (laughs) wants to go to a mall and buy a bunch of clothes. With a strange man. (laughs) And also, (laughs) if you're like... If you get <laughs> stranded somewhere, I don't want to go to a mall and, like, browse for, like, a wardrobe. I'm like, okay, let's go to a TJ Maxx. I'm going to get, like, a pair of pants and five shirts. I'm just getting through this. Yeah, it's just, like, just cover your bases. You're not like, well, hmm. what <laughs> for some loft blazers. <laughs> what is Ann Taylor showing this season? Right. Hmm. Pastels again? Delightful. Wait Always. a minute. We've got to stop in the body works. <laughs> I, something about it though made me very nostalgic for 90s malls. Because in the middle of it, I turned to you and I was like, I really hope velvet pants come back. Yeah. And that's a true statement. Yeah. and I've, I do hope they do. Yeah. Give me a bootcut velvet pan again. That were, Those were good days. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was short. Excuse me, yawning. Like velour? Like velvet. Okay. Are you, are you, why can't it be velvet? I just, I don't remember this trend. It was like 99, 2000. Maybe it didn't happen in Indiana. We had lots of corduroy at that time. Sure. Yeah. Love it. I think I think it was coupled with that time. Just lots of textured pants. Yeah, texture of all kinds. Mm-hmm. And then I think it quickly went out of like jeans that were velvet into the velour tracksuit. Okay, which is unfortunate because the the jean style was better. I think we can all regret the velour tracksuits. Yeah. <laughs> But we all did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, another thing that I liked about this movie, the sheriff has two little girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is like 13 and Uh the other is probably nine or ten. Eight. She actually says eight. eight. Okay. I'm not eight anymore. Um, But the 13 year old has resting bitch face. Just the most beautiful resting bitch face I've ever seen. (laughs) And she's constantly being yelled at for reading a book. I love it. Um, You might say I relate to her. Oh, because of your beautiful resting bitch face, (laughs) Janet. No, but she... Because then she's on the couch reading. The little girl is making... Christmas ornaments or something and being adorable. Mm-hmm. And then the dad is like, well, it's nice to see someone's in the Christmas spirit. It's like, yeah, she's on the couch reading a Christmas carol. She's literally reading a Christmas carol. That's valid. You can do that. Oh my God. That was so funny to me. Like, what would it look like if she read being more festive for you? Yeah. Just that- reading with like a Santa hat on. And smiles at every word. <laughs> Turning the page. She jingles the bells. (laughs) She was delightful. I liked her a lot. Yeah. The, both of the children 
had the most gorgeous hair, oh. and it looked oh they were like so it pretty. had just been brushed every time they're on screen, like prize ponies, <laughs> just always brushed, like the most beautiful stallions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the the thirteen year old sort of had an ombre. I mean, these kids were killing the fashion game. They looked great. I yeah. mean, they got a good-looking dad. Never saw their dead mom, but I'm sure she was hot. She yeah, was... she looked fine. Good jeans. They got those McBride jeans. If only they were velvet. <laughs> velvet jeans, y'all. Okay. Anyway. Um... <clears throat> oh, and then, so the the one nod to the fact that she was stranded is she did wear the same white sweater on three different days. And I kind of liked that touch. I was like, yeah, she's stuck mm-hmm. here. There's not a mall. She's wearing her same white cable sweater again. I'm into it. Like she mixed, she had, a, she bought a few things, but mostly she wore that sweater. Yeah. So the when she comes over on the second day. And she has her hair up like in a banana clip on the top of her head. I thought it looked nice. uh, An alligator clip. Okay. Yes. Um, I thought it just looked nice. But then somebody was like, what's with your hair? And she was like, oh, oh my goodness. She was like so embarrassed. She took it down. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm usually much more put together than this. And it fell into perfect alignment. (laughs) It made no sense why. She's like, oh, I'm stranded. Better use an alligator clip. <laughs> like, what? Also, if anything, I mean, she's staying at a B&B. You were able to, like, wash and dry your hair. Yeah. If anything, it would just be like, oh, I wore this sweater yesterday. Right. But they pretend like her hair looks like a mess. It doesn't. It does not. Of course not. No. She's got her Hallmark waves. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that scene made no sense to me. Um, add it to the list of things that, that did not make sense yeah. to me. And I do have a list. Okay. One being the sheriff's aunt who lives with him. Mm-hmm. We don't know what her job is. And yes. yet, the minute that the t- the this company is coming to town, the mayor calls her. To put together a presentation. We do not even know if she works for the town. Yeah. And she is in charge of everything. Literally everything. She should be the mayor. It would make sense if she was maybe the... If she ran the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. But it's if if they said it, we missed it. And the mayor at one point is like, if she ever ran for mayor, I'd be in trouble. Basically, why, like, why she, isn't she the mayor, Janet? It actually know. makes me angry. She should be the mayor. Yeah, he's totally incompetent. She organizes five different Christmas events day of. Ugh, in the one, story in of one women <laughs> is Aunt Nell. Because they keep being like, oh, yeah, well, we have all these Christmas traditions that we do every year. And then the longer that Madison has to stay, the more they keep being like, oh, yeah, tonight's the. Uh, festival of lights and then they just put it together that day she's putting tons of huge scale events together in one day and getting the whole town to come how was Nell not the mayor that town would not be in trouble if she was just saying yeah they should give her Madison's job she should have everybody's job she would do everyone's job better in the world. Yeah. She should have her pick of jobs. And then Madison calls her boss. <laughs> I was like, man. And she called her bossy to Gage. Oh, she called her bossy. Yes. She's like, your aunt's just a little bit bossy. It's like, uh, she raised him. I, and you've known him for one day. I want to defend it now all day. Like, you are not allowed to say that. Yeah. No. About someone's family ever? And you're, you just don't know what it looks like for someone to be good at a job. <laughs> Competence. Yeah. And delegation and teamwork. So. Yeah, take a note, Madison. Oof. Also, she had this real fun hairstyle of wearing a bun, like, right in her bang line. That sounded weird. 
like the <laughs> like where her bangs started. Uh huh. Like, and I thought it was such a fun place for a bun. I feel like only older women with gray hair can pull that off as lovely as she did. And I can't wait to try. Yeah. Someday. She's got a messy bun. But it's so high. Yeah. She also had some clips in her hair at some point. No, none of She was wearing banana. velvet jeans. <laughs> All from the mall. <laughs> Aunt Nell is my, my dream. Yeah, because then Gage is like, well, the nearest mall is 30 miles away. And she's like, ah! I'm like, that's not far. Like, I'm from a small town. You oh, drive yeah. You drive 20 minutes for anything. Of course the mall's so, at least 30 away. Yeah, 30 minutes away, that's a 30-minute drive. Janet, that's the funniest sentence. 30 minutes away, that's a 30-minute <laughs> drive? <laughs> this is so redundant. Yeah. 30 minutes away is a 30-minute drive. 30 miles away. <laughs> That makes more sense. <laughs> just repeating it twice. You know what I meant. I love it so much. Um, other things that don't make sense to me. Oh, okay. The ornament hunt. Ugh. One of the events that Nell puts together, she just throws out an ornament hunt. And these are all events that have <sighs> happened in the past Years that ago. they've stopped doing. Right. So there is some precedent, but they were not planned for this year. So just based on the title, Janet, you have 24 hours to throw together an ornament hunt. Mm-hmm. What would that mean to you? What would you do? I'm going to go to the mall. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's 30 minutes away. Not a problem. There's okay. no traffic in rural Colorado. You're, right. you're fine. All right. You're there in 30 minutes. Um, there in 30 minutes, I'm going to buy several boxes of ornaments. <sighs> like okay. the ones that come in big, like, flat packs. Yeah. I'm going to get, say, two, three hundred ornaments. Be back uh-huh. in town 70 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd go to Walmart, but same deal. Same deal. Cut to Sheriff Gage getting some help from Madison. Hand carving. Hand carving. Hand carving. Carving every damn effing ornament. Hand carving. While she hand paints them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Insane. And. That is literally. Is she. Insane. Right. And that made me think like, okay, maybe there's only like 12 ornaments around town. It's like one of those more like a. I don't, oh, I don't know. Just like, oh, there's one. Whoever finds it wins. Yeah. Not like an Easter egg hunt where they're everywhere. But no. Because then when they're doing the ornament hunt later, there's like several teams of several people. Yeah. There's probably 60 people running around town. And they're all just being like, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Yeah. It is not rational. It is not yeah. efficient. There had to have been it's- hundreds if you're going to be hand carving and hand painting Christmas ornaments, just make that a gallery display. And also, Don't make that a hunt. why is it just the two of them making all of them? Yeah, like get we've some got help. 24 hours. We're just going to leave it up to you two. You two in your the murder can't garage. Even dry in 24 hours. Yeah. How do we even know Madison's good at painting? She's probably not. She's definitely not. She sucks at everything. She was terrible at using a hot glue gun earlier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because here's... We know that they hand carve ornaments and paint them. We also know earlier they make their stockings every year. Every year. With felt and a glue gun. Why would you do that every year? And then Madison uh, actually gets some hot glue... And, uh-huh. like, spills it. And Nell goes, that's okay. I never liked that table. Guess what? It's going to dry, and you can just peel it right off. You do not have to throw out a table. Unless they make a new coffee table every year for Christmas. They probably do. This is, this is the least efficient group of people. Like, as a town, they're just the least efficient community. Yeah. 
Um, what else does it make sense? It doesn't make sense to me why they have the Festival of Lights. They push a button and the lights turn on, and the lights are 25 feet behind <laughs> Yeah. Why not have them turn on in front of them or all around them? Why were they so far away from the Festival of Lights that they turned on? And the crowd was between the podium and the lights. Yeah. So, like, the mayor gave a little speech and then was like, okay, Madison's going to come up and, like, press the button to turn on the lights. But then the crowd, from looking at her, then had to turn 180 degrees to look at the area that was about to yeah. be lit. And I'm sorry, I said 25 feet. I meant 25 yards. Okay. It's a 30-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were just so far away. The lights were all in the distance. Yeah. And it's... Oh, it's just like the person lighting it is supposed to stand in front of it. it so it's it, one uh, visual. Mm-hmm. So confusing. Christmas. The least efficient town. Really weird. Except for Nell. The most efficient person lives in the least efficient town. But maybe, see, maybe it's all a facade because it's like, she's just like a semi-competent person. But in this town, they're just like, you're a genius. <laughs> Well, one person can only do so much. (laughs) Um, We have... Okay, this one is so funny to me. This might be my hall of shame. Okay. (laughs) But speaking of the least efficient town, let's talk about that coffee shop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What a horrible place. Oh my gosh. These poor citizens. What is happening in this coffee shop? The mayor is like, I can't make this iPad work. And he keeps hitting the coffee icon Mm -hmm. on the iPad. And it's making a noise that's like, meh, like you can't do it. Yeah. And the woman behind the counter is like, it's easier. That's why we're using it now. But it's like, it's, it's obviously not working. Yeah. It's clearly, it's not that he's incompetent in this moment. It really looks like it's not working. Mm-hmm. And then we realize there's no espresso machine in this coffee shop. It is just like the giant bun B went in. Yeah, like, like a giant carafe. Carafe from like a diner. Yeah. And that's the only it's option. It's totally drip coffee. That's the only option. And she, we never see a person pay for it. She always gives it away for free. Yep. And she's the only employee. So the only reason in my mind you would want an iPad ordering system is if it then like sends the order back to the person making the coffee. Right. And then like the, you know, the person at the register rings you up, but it's all one person. So... It saves no steps for you to, like, push the coffee button and her to be like, oh, coffee? Because then she just turns around and gets it for you. I, Christmas. I think the icons were just pictures of different quantities of coffee. It was, like, one coffee cup or two, two coffee, coffee cups, cups. Or three coffee cups. It wasn't even a cups. different size of coffee yeah, cup. all they offer is coffee. And you can buy it in one or two cups. Filter coffee. <laughs> um... And then oh you God. never see it there again. It's never used again. But again, it's because always, always somebody walks in and she's like, here, Merry Christmas. And she just hands them coffee. This woman deserves I... to be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Another person terrible at their job. Um, but yeah, why have you paid for this iPad ordering system without use that money to get an espresso machine? Or use the iPad yourself. Yeah. You know? Instead of having it swivel to the customer. Yeah. No, but I will still say get an espresso machine. <laughs> yeah, also that. First and foremost. Also that. And the or coffee shop was called... a French press. The coffee shop was called Big Bend. And yeah. I don't know why. Weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just going to give you the bends. The whole... The whole town of Christmas has been talking about how they want a different slogan or motto for the Uh. town. Because the town motto is, like, Christmas, Santa's second favorite place to the North Pole. Which I actually think is real cute. I think it's a great slogan. 
Maybe well, they're always like, isn't it terrible? Because it's like Santa's second favorite town after the North Pole. No, it's, it's like, well, yeah, you can just say Santa's second favorite town. Everybody knows what his first favorite town is. Yeah, or Santa's home away from home. Yeah. Yeah, like... There you go. It's so cute. Fixed it. And they're always like, Madison, you're going to help us come up with a new slogan? <laughs> she comes up with a real dumb one. <laughs> Christmas, where it's home all year round. Yeah. What, you sound like... No, an- it's... Christmas means home all year round. That's a terrible town slogan. It's a terrible slogan. And when she unveils the new slogan, she also unveils like a new town sign. And it looks like garbage. So bad. It looks so dumb. As usual, it looks like I made it in InDesign. And I don't know how to use InDesign. (laughs) I have to use it at work, and I know, like, four functions. I think I could make that sign in Word. That's not bad <laughs> um, And they're all just like, oh, and they clap. But it's yeah, like, nope, no. terrible slogan. Yeah. if The slogan should have been, Christmas, the world's least efficient group of people. Yeah. It just At least you're being honest. Here's my idea for a slogan. I'm ready. If you lived here, it'd be Christmas. <laughs> I can see that on the billboard. I love it. There you go. Can I marry Sheriff Gage? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I'm going to slide into that. Can I marry shirts? I'm going to run my car into that side and be like, hey, I've got an idea for a new slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. Tell Rachel. The sign will look better once you hit it. Oh, for sure. If they go with that one that she unveiled. She hit it, and then there was, like, a Santa attached to it that <sighs> fell. She was like, Dana, I just oh took gosh. down Santa. I was like, no, you didn't. Nothing was harmed. The sign was intact, her car was intact, and Santa was intact. They all just touched, but nothing was harmed. I'm not surprised that touching to her felt like harm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how that came across, but I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like she was so impervious as a human that touching felt like far too close interaction. Um, except for when she decided to bond with the 13-year-old and then, oh. like, immediately was, like, giving her high fives, putting her arm around her. They were hugging all the time. And I was yeah, like, that's weird. you don't have this relationship with this girl that you just met. Yeah, it stood out immediately to both of us, like, nope. Yeah. You're not there. You're not there. This was based on a book, and I would imagine that the Madison and the little girls bonding (laughs) went slower in the book. (laughs) Yeah. Because it it went pretty fast in the movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, I love Madison. I was like... and I had them bonding over a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, it should have been Little Women. Which still has a Christmas bend, but it's like, there's just so much, there's just so much more to bond over. Yeah. Yeah, and the dad at one point was like, that was your, one of your mom's favorite books. She read it every year. And I was like, no. And this kid was acting like it was her first time interacting with a Christmas carol. Well, it was. Yeah, but you've heard of the Muppets. You've heard of them. I don't know. They don't have malls. She she lives in a town called Christmas. This cannot be the first time she's heard of a Christmas carol. Yeah. Because then later, uh, Madison is like, oh, that's one of my favorite books. And she's like, which ghost is your favorite? And she's no. like, well, I'm only on present. And she's like, oh, like Christmas yet to come is my favorite. And then Abby... I think her name is like, no spoilers. And it's like, uh, it's a what? Christmas carol. Yeah. And how is Although this? I don't know. Cause I read Gone with the Wind when I was 14 and mm-hmm. I had no idea they don't end up together. I was furious and everybody I knew was like, what? You thought Gone with the Wind had a happy ending? And I was like, yeah, it's a 1400 page book. It's not 1,400 pages. It was probably 700. You didn't watch the movie first. Have we met? (laughs) Even at 14? No, I'd never seen it. Wow. 
I admit, I read it at 14. I did a book report on it where I just showed clips from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was a great supercut. We might not have been friends in junior high. Um, I are we friends now? Because <laughs> also, when she's reading the Christmas Carol, and Gage is like, "Oh, that was your mom's favorite book," and she's like, "Have you ever?" I think first she asks if he's read it. He's like, "Oh, I've seen the movies," and she's like, "Dad." <laughs> She's like, it's different. The books are better. I was like, yeah. Nah. Tell your dad. I. But then they have a little talk about books. It, just to imagine it as Little Women was your mom's favorite book. Which, yeah, which it's of much the girls. Better. It's so much better. Yeah. And it's still like public domain, right? And it's still in like a Christmas vein. Mm hmm. I just really feel like they missed that. I got Little Women for my niece for Christmas this year. <gasps> so excited. She's 13. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Did you get her the movie too? Nope. Are you mad at me right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just really love the movie. No, all my nieces and nephews, I get them each one book every year. Right. I so. do that. It's a, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. Um, but I'm excited. I've there, Several years I've been excited. I was like, ooh, I think I know what they're ready for this year. I get them my favorites. This one's going to be big. It's going it to be big. I'm really excited for her. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else on your list uh, of things that don't make sense? Sure do. Okay. Um, the murder garage. Oh, my word. <laughs> this... Yeah, we it's haven't had straight. A good serial killer in have a you while. seen Dexter? I have. It's seen straight out of Dexter. An episode or two. Yeah. It might have been shot on the set of Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has just like a this workbench garage sitch where he has a table that looks like a coroner's examination. It's a table. very but Big, wooden flat table with nothing on it and like made for standing next to but is the size of a body mm-hmm. <laughs> and she wanders in out there to take a phone call yeah and when she like looks up he's standing there and is like you wanted to correct me already well it's right. because she yeah she was in there on a phone call and then she like picks something up off the bench And then he, like, comes up behind her and, like, takes it out of her hand. And she didn't know he was there. Yeah. And then he's, like, or she's, like, I gotta go. And ends her phone call. Right. And then she's, like, oh, sorry. And he goes, this is my private (laughs) space. (laughs) He's, like, oh, I didn't mean to snoop. And he's, like, no, it's just, this is my private space. Which is like, oh, he's killed a lot of people here. <laughs> he's hot, but he's a killer. I mean, that know, explains the beard. Yeah. Um, and there's, oh man, it's great. It's great. <laughs> and the only reason, like, I wanted to come to her defense and be like, the only reason that she had to come out here to take her phone call is you guys were following her around the house trying to, like, snoop on her work call to see what she was saying to her boss about the town. Oh, yeah. And so she was like, uh, and then, like, walked outside. Um. uh, Okay. So then later, I think think it's after the ornaments, but they're in that weird murder den again. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, like, lifts up a dust cover and finds this old-timey Santa sleigh Mm -hmm. and asks him if he's Santa, and his response is, it's not that kind of sleigh. (laughs) Which, Janet, this is a catchphrase I will be saying to you for the rest of my life. If you're you're ever like, oh, hey, what's his name? My answer will be, it's not that kind of sleigh. It's not that kind of sleigh. (laughs) It's a murder sleigh. Yeah. (laughs) 
Every time they were in that garage, everything got weird. <laughs> Even yeah. when they were then later hand-painting ornaments in there. She's yeah. like, why are you out there? That garage had some weird juju. Turns it into a weird place. Um, okay, so then also Rachel we need to talk about. Oh, Rachel. She's got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, the minute she's on screen... The, she's like, hey, are you involved in this thing in town? And her energy with him is so lovely and friendly. I was like, oh, he needs to date her. Mm-hmm. This is the story I want. I don't want this other lady. The minute we meet her, I'm on board with them falling in yeah. love. Then we find out she's the best friend of his late wife. Mm-hmm. And so she feels protective of his family. So she's like inviting them over to Christmas yeah. And wants to, like, take care of them. She's not wearing a ring. Even though they live with his aunt. Right. Who's superwoman. Right. But she's like, I told Beth I'd take care of you. Beth is like, the late life. Yeah. Right. And she's not wearing a ring. And I wanted that sitch to happen. Because also she, like, knows that story. She's known the kids since they were born. Yeah. And she was wonderful. She was really cute and nice. Yes, so warm, so lovely. So then, when Madison Lane comes to give the the little spiel, or hear the spiel from the town, and then, her oh, her car has to stay for a week. She's like, well, I don't even know where I'd stay. And Rachel pops up with, well, I, I have a B&B. I could, I could throw together a room for you. I can you. set up I a little room for you. I can set up a you. room for you. Which makes me think, does she own a B&B? <laughs> yeah. It's like should a, already be set up. It's a pop-up B&B. It's like, <laughs> it's a B&B upon request. It's like, well, I'm assuming... That's you, just a home. You have a bed made and a room. Mm-hmm. I could set up a little room for you. What are you doing? Yeah, you have a terrible B&B if yeah. you only create rooms when people need them. <laughs> if a guest arrives. Oh, I'll put some furniture in a room. <laughs> I keep them all empty until I can, like, read your aura. And I'm like, oh, she's more of a rosebud print. <laughs> what? Better yeah. go to the mall that's 30 minutes away. <laughs> um, so that happened. Then... Rachel suddenly turns kind of dark and is getting, like, very wary. Yeah, very suspicious. Yeah, and at first you're like, is she jealous? But it comes out later that she's just, like, very protective. Yeah. But then at one point, Madison asks the sheriff about her and is like, so what's the deal with you and Rachel? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, we've talked about it before. What? But we're not dating. It's like, we, we, it's like too weird. Or like, it hasn't been long enough since Beth died. It was like, yeah, you, so you and Rachel like had a convo where you're like, well, should we date? We're the only single people in town. I want a flashback to that awkward ass conversation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who brought it up? And then who decided it was too soon? Because wouldn't it have been too soon to have that conversation? I think Rachel brought it up. Oh. And I think Gage decided it was too soon. I mean, that's the only option. Well, I'm already heartbroken for her. Yeah. And he was wrong. She was the better choice. She was better. She's the best. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And she was funny. She had some good reactions. Um, yeah. And she, Yeah. And then how weird to have Madison staying in her home. Yeah. So everything has to be in front of her. Yeah. Because it because he was always walking her home. And he walked her home every night. Yeah. And then at one point, they're like having a little flirty convo in the lobby or the foyer of the B&B. And I'm like, yeah. you know Rachel's lurking right behind She's a wall somewhere. She's listening, stroking a cat. She's right dying. in that kitchen just being like, they never cut to her, but you know she's just just off frame fuming. Yeah. Definitely. 
Yeah. And then she confronts Madison and is like, hey, I'm just protective. I want to make sure that you're staying in town and not going to hurt this guy. Yeah. Um, which I kind of really respected. And then Madison's whole demeanor was like, who the F are you? Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is fair. Yeah. I think that what she was asking him was totally valid. Yeah. Even if it, even if she also had a crush, yeah. putting that aside just to be like, hey, don't hurt this guy I care about who is recently widowed. Yeah. And, like, don't bond uh, with these two young the girls who you're not going to see again after this. Yeah. Time. I think she was totally within her best friend role to the late wife. Yeah. And Madison was very... Like, eh, I don't like you're doing this. And then totally pulls this power card that she tries to play off where she's like, oh, well, I mean, what about his job offer in Denver then? Which she wasn't supposed to tell anyone about. Uh-huh. She betrays his confidence. She uses it as totally a power move in a conversation where she felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And I... Could not have liked her less. Yeah. And then she, once he found out and got mad, she's like, it just, I'm sorry, it just slipped out. Like, no, it didn't. Yeah. It came out like a bullet. It came out as a power move. Mm -hmm. That was not innocent. And it was like she was going to tell him, but then she got distracted. And so she didn't. Try harder. Yeah. You need to tell him that you betrayed his confidence. Um, and then she's going to tell the town, like, don't sell because it'll ruin your town. Mm -hmm. And that's when he finds out in the middle, like her starting that sentence. Hey, like everyone has gathered attention towards her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think we should, you should want this ski resort and I'm going to tell you why. And they all start being like, no. And then Gage is like, no, guys, let's listen to her. I want to listen to her. Like, do that as a favor to me. And then Rachel from the crowd shouts out, what about your job in Denver? And then... I love Rachel. Girl, get it! (laughs) So then, rather than finishing what would have been a very brief speech... Very brief. They both just, like, run out and then go have a fight outside. It's like, all you have to be is like, hey, if we build this ski resort... uh, Big Ben is going to go out of business. You're going to get five Starbucks and you're not going to be able to park anywhere. That's all you have to say. That's all I have to say. And I get why he maybe had to run outside for some air because his sweater was too tight. (laughs) But she was wearing a blouse. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. She stopped to get her coat. Yeah. She then. On her way out, turns around to get her coat, and both of us thought she was going to punch Rachel. Yeah. Which would have been it. Oh. But she just then grabs your coat. Classic Christmas moment from Hallmark. (laughs) Um Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, those were all of our all of my confusions, all of our confusions. And I think we can lump them into our Hallmark Hall of Shame. Yeah. And go straight to the fame. Oh boy, if we got a treat for you. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever had like either the look of joy on both of our faces when this happened like I lit up from within and turned to you and you were a thousand watts as well (laughs) so there's there's a scene where Madison is realizing that she loves Christmas the town the town and she's taking a little walk down the sidewalk <laughs> Janet! This and a song gently plays that is truly nonsense and I have improvised songs <laughs> and they make their well they're far better quality yeah, than if the you, lyrics of this song. If you told me this song was written <clears throat> on the fly while recording it, I would believe you. By someone who's never improvised before. By some, yeah. 
<laughs> English is not their first language. <laughs> it is an improvised song by like an AI robot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's what it is. This song was written by AI. Maybe. I believe that. So what we... <laughs> I believe that makes the most sense to me so far. So what we did after the movie, we tried, because we'd seen it once, we tried to remember the song uh-huh. and we recorded it. And I think we really nailed the emotional tone. Yeah. And he- here is that song. Okay. So uh, based off one viewing, this is what we think the song might be. <laughs> I'm already so excited. <laughs> Me to take a verse and then you? Yeah. Okay. So I think it might be something like Everybody loves a tree. <laughs> Come gather around the tree. And Christmas is every day we wish, even though the malls would be closed. <laughs> How would we get anything done? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the one, one of the couplets is like there's no time better spent than painting that ornament. Yes. Christmas trees every day. <laughs> Have one in your house for family time every day. <laughs> Listen to the holiday chime. Cause every day should be Christmas. Christmas. It's something like that. We did great. Round of applause to we us. We did great. Um, and it, if you think you think we're joking, we're not because here is the actual song that played on actual television oh during gosh. this movie. And just to be clear, hearing it for a second time and nearly wet my face. <laughs> because I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Make it up. That should be all of our fames. There's, I can't. Actually, we can make it up. We literally can't. I don't know why I said that. That's not true. Any idiot can make that up. Listening to holiday chimes. That's not a thing. Sure isn't. And they say. Holding hands and growing old. And then they rhyme tree with. You and me. You and me. But they say you and me twice. I wish every day was Christmas. And, and then it's not even that because that'd be a ripoff of Elvis. It's every day should be Christmas. Every day should be Christmas. And then right when it's fading out, it it switches to every day should be snow, but then it you lose it. I'm like every day should be a snow day? Every day should be Snow White? Snow fight? Snowy? Snowballs? Oh. We'll never know and Oh my gosh. Just incredible. I think it was probably... I was stunned. Every day is a snowball's chance in hell. This song will get recorded. (laughs) It's probably how that line ended. Every day should be a snow globe. I think I've seen that Christmas. Yeah, that's called Christmas in Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Um, Yeah, incredible. I mean, I can't... we can't, we can't go anywhere from there. It was a gift. It was a gift that we didn't know we wanted, and we still don't, but knowing it will bring me so much joy. Agreed. Same. Merry Christmas, fans. Merry Christmas. 
Um, and speaking of fans, thank you so much to the recent um, reviews we've had on iTunes. They have warmed my heart. Yes. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We owe you some wine. Come on over. Come on over. Drink some wine. And we'll sing you a song. We'll sing you. <laughs> we'll grow old. We'll sit up either side of you on the couch, on my small couch. Make incredible eye contact. And sing it. It should be Christmas. As we remember it. And then we'll all watch Little Women. So good. <laughs> okay. I love that movie. Okay. Merry Christmas. Bye, Jingle Bye. Bye. <laughs>